Hello, welcome to the Car Stories Podcast, brought to you by the Peterson Automotive Museum. My name is Kyle Hyatt, with me, once again, and always, James McKeon. There he is, back, back from his quote-unquote wife birthday errand situations that we dealt with at SEMA. It's fine. We're back. Everything's fine. We're here. Uh, and we are also here with uh, Mr. Jack Riddell. Uh, if that name sounds familiar to you, you've probably seen him on Jay Leno, possibly Petrolicious. Uh, Jack is the very proud owner of the world's highest mileage Lamborghini, a gorgeous 1967 400 GT, one of the sort of underappreciated, I think, early front engine cars. Uh, it's it's phenomenal. He drove it all the way to Los Angeles from San Diego, and despite some some traffic and four hours of driving, yeah, he's. He's obviously a, a, a made of sterner stuff than we. Certainly, <laughs> I would have I would have given up halfway through. Twenty minutes in, I would have been sweating and I would have turned her around. Yeah, but but he's here and we're we're psyched that he's here. Welcome to the podcast, Jack. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of fun. Well, yeah, we you know we, we try and make it. Yeah, we're, we're, we make no promises. Yeah, we try. Kyle's better than me. Yeah, but, we uh, we just do our best. We're aiming for right above a dentist visit. That's the kind of fun levels that we're shooting for. So. Well, I, I could use some tooth work anyway. So. Yeah, there we go. Well, there there we go. go. It's probably good. Get the, get the drill out. There we go. Uh, so I guess get, getting right into it, um, you, you're you pretty deeply involved with the Lamborghini Club of America. You uh, have been for quite some time. And, uh, you know, you, you have literally written books on, on uh, uh, working on these cars. And uh, uh, but you're not what I think a lot of people would consider a typical Lamborghini guy, right? You you were in the Navy when you bought your car, for example. Yes, I was stationed at Seal Beach. I was a brand new chief warrant officer, and I happened to come across some Lamborghinis for sale in the L.A. Times classifieds. And I've always liked the cars, and I convinced my wife that we had to jump in our little Fiat and go look at these <laughs> things every weekend. That's quite an upgrade. Yes, it is. Well, I also had a Jaguar XKE. Well, there you go. So how many uh, Lamborghinis did you look at, at the time that you were before you were making the step in and purchase this one? Probably a half a dozen, but most of them were <clears throat> excuse me, overpriced uh, at, at least for my pay grade and uh, if they weren't overpriced they were beat up pretty badly. Mm -hmm. Um were you looking at like the front engine stuff pretty much exclusively or were you I was looking for a 400 GT 2 plus 2 period. Right. That was it. Oh, well, okay then. So why was it that what was it that that was the car for you that you were looking at then? What had signaled that for you to be the one? I was fortunate enough when I was stationed in San Diego to run across an ad for a 350 that was for sale, and of course it was like ten thousand dollars, which mm -hmm. was you know like a hundred thousand today. Sure. sure. So I called the guy up. I says, "Look, I don't think I can afford the car, but I would love to come and take a look at it because I'd seen them written up in Car and Driver Road and Track magazines." Mm -hmm. So the guy says, "Sure, come on down." So I jumped in my little. I don't recall what I had back then, but I went over to the place, and the guy said, well, let's go for a ride. I'll take you for a ride, and uh, that was it. The hook was sunk. <laughs> I, I'd never back out of that one. That was it. I had the dream. It's really interesting that the front-engine cars, uh, the 350 GT and the 400 GT, are, are I mean, the 350 GT is the first Lamborghini. That's correct. The, well, automobile. I mean, there was tractors before that. It's everybody everybody knows, yes. but mm -hmm. uh, it's that car was, was built. Uh, in kind of response to Ferrari, and and so it's completely different in the, you know, than than a Ferrari of that period. Like it's not loud in the same way. It's got it's much more advanced in terms of technology. Um, what like what drew you to to these instead of instead of something like a Ferrari or a Maserati of the same period? 
I think it was, uh, I don't know, the history, the panache, whatever you want to call it, of uh, the fact that this rebel uh, tractor manufacturer mm-hmm. dared to take on a guy who built all these cars that were so famous in races and had a huge history. And I just liked the looks of them. And like I say, when I got the ride in that 350 and got to hear that V12 revving, I was hooked. That was it. I was going to get one sooner or later somewhere in my life. Yeah. Uh that V12 is really interesting too because they use that same architecture. I mean, essentially that that same engine with various bits bolted onto it over the years until up until they create uh, up until the Aventador. I think the Aventador was the first like clean sheet engine design. Absolutely. Yeah, that was the first from scratch new engine other than otherwise I think yeah, they just kept modifying the basic uh Giotto Bissarini design all mm-hmm. the way up until the through the Diablos. Sure. Yeah. It's pretty uh, pretty amazing stuff. Uh, how did you end up getting into cars in the first place? I mean, to go from... We have to go all the way back to Montana when I was growing <laughs> up. Uh, I had a 1941 DeSoto, which mm-hmm. I hot-rodded, if you can believe it. And how old were you when you had that 1941? Uh, about 16. 16. Oh, yeah. wow. Perfect 16-year-old car. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I and I had auto shop. They had an, I, actually, in a Billy Senior High School, I had an auto shop class that you could take. Oh. So they taught us all about engines and uh, ignition and fuel systems and things like that. It was pretty good. So I had that in my background, and uh, I just uh, never got over it. I got the bug, and I kept it. Yeah. So, I mean, being in, from Montana, I mean, I'm from, I'm from the Pacific Northwest myself, and I'm, as far as I'm aware, there's no ocean anywhere near Montana. Three uh, lakes. That's about it. Yeah. How did you end up in the Navy? Uh, well, when I <clears throat> graduated from high school... I had already been in the Naval Reserve in, you know, buildings for a year. Mm-hmm. And I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, it uh, the aptitude was there for me, and uh, I had a chance to go to some pretty good schools. Uh, I had some pretty good grades going in, and they said, well, we can give you any kind of electronics field you want, and up to a year of schooling. Oh, wow. So I took it. I yes. went. Right on. Um, I, I guess uh, getting back to the, the Lamborghini stuff a little bit, uh, you. I mean, as as I mentioned, you're pretty pretty involved with the club. Um, uh, what what's been your experience with that throughout the years? I mean, obviously, like an organization like that is going to kind of change and evolve. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yes. yeah. But I mean, is it is it? Are you still regularly doing a lot of events with the club and and stuff? Yes, I mean, your car's absolutely. Pretty famous. So. Yeah, yeah. I put on the San Diego meet every October. We just completed one. Okay. And uh, we had uh, for Friday, Saturday, Sunday event. Uh, over a hundred people and forty Lamborghini showed up. That's a very good turnout. Yeah, it's not bad at all. And it's a pretty popular event because I stress uh, having fun, driving, sure. socializing, and I, I make I draw them in. I make them eat their way out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we have a lot of good foods and restaurants Look, for the weekend. I know, that's one way to, to make. Sounds like a great <laughs> idea to me. Yeah, I mean, driving around, eating and drinking in Lamborghini. I mean, who doesn't want to do that? Yeah, there are worse things to do <laughs> exactly. than hang out in your Lamborghini in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's awesome. One thing, too, that I think is interesting about the Lamborghini guys is that you seem to drive your cars a lot more than, say, the vintage Ferrari crowd. Um, why do you think that is? You know, it's hard to put a finger on that one. I'm not sure, but I, I think it is true. We do see more of those guys out there driving the cars. Uh, San Diego has a Ferrari owner's club, and they're pretty active. Hmm. But their events are mostly shows where they park. Yeah, and they give away prizes for like the, who's got the prettiest car thing, you know. Yeah. Sure. But uh, they're they're nice folks, and I attend their events, and I invite them to one of my 
about Saturday events for my event also. So hmm. we right. have a little crossover. I'm glad there's no real rivalry then between. Oh the two no, of you. they're they're both great cars. I mean, let's face it, Ferraris make beautiful machines, great as, machines. As we sit with two pictures right yeah, behind you us, got, there. you got yeah, a few of them in the museum from yeah, time to just time. A couple, yeah, you know. yeah. And they look okay. Sure, but everybody really knows that Ferraris from that period drive like trucks. Everybody says. Be that. careful. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. <laughs> it's okay. I, I can. I, this is the internet. I can. <laughs> you can say whatever you want, yeah. Kyle. And then it's, it's Kyle that said that, not James. Kyle well, wasn't said that. that the reason that uh, Ferruccio ended up uh, making a car because he he didn't like the Ferrari that he had exactly, and he went to, to have an audience with Enzo. Mentioned that he had some. Parts from his tractors that would do a better job, apparently, <laughs> in terms of clutches and things like that. And, of course, the story is that Enzo kind of, you know, blew his Italian temper and told Good. the tractor manufacturer to get out of his office and didn't know anything about building cars, et cetera. So I was, oh, well, here we go. Yeah. I always wonder, I know there's always a rivalry, a slight rivalry between Lamborghini and Ferrari, but I wanted to get the big tractor rivalry between Lamborghini and Porsche. Well, Porsche uh, only I'll, did the, the one, the well, diesel junior. Yeah, exactly. It's still one. That's it. Yeah. One's enough. That's enough. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so I, I, I guess, uh, how, how many miles does your car have on it currently? Oof, after the drive up here today, <laughs> <laughs> 272,400, something like that. I okay. mean, that, that's not, that's a, that's an achievement for, you know, a Toyota Any Corolla, yeah. but I mean, for a, a, a Lamborghini huh. with a V12 built in, you know, the late sixties, that's unbelievable. I mean, has, has the car been, I mean, reliable is kind of a, that's a, a fairly nebulous term. That's but very has, nebulous when yeah. it comes to a 50 year old Lamborghini. Sure. sure. But I mean, it's, it's been, those engines seem like they're pretty overbuilt. And as long as you take care of them, they're tough, they're very tough. Yeah. yeah. How, how many times have you had to rebuild it? I mean, well, it depends on how you define rebuild. I've actually, <clears throat> excuse me, I've had the uh, heads off quite a few times. Sure. To do valve jobs, and then finally, after they put, stopped putting lead in the gasoline, mm-hmm. I had to replace all the seats with hardened seats yeah. because sure. otherwise they could beat beat down pretty quickly without any lead. So, plus I've had the uh, the pistons out, put new rings, uh, new bearings without regrind, mm-hmm. and then another time I did a complete rebuild, and then a couple three years ago I was on a meet that I organized to Montana, where people from all over the United States and Canada converged on billings. Mm-hmm. Well, I got as far as Las Vegas and ate a valve. Oh, no. <laughs> that, was, that was a bad situation. Uh, it punched a hole in the cylinder head and it punched oh, a hole wow. in the piston. Yeah, that is, that is about as bad a scenario as you can get, really, in that. Uh, I mean, well, short of like a piston flying out of the yeah, box. Yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. We, were, we were shooting uh, liquid out of the, the right tailpipe. You know, it was mm-hmm. uh, coolant going out there. It looked like a fire hose. <laughs> Pieces of aluminum from the head that oh. broke. Oh, that had to hurt. It hurt. Yeah, yeah. we ended, ended up. Uh, I, luckily, I was with two Espadas. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we just uh, dumped all my stuff in there, and we went on the buildings. I got the car sent back to San Diego. But uh, I have a friend up in the Bay Area, Jeff uh, Provo, who was able to actually fix that head. Oh, wow. Really? He's got somebody that uses an oven. They heat it up. They do some kind of a special weld on it with thermal blankets and keep doing that process until they fill in all the broken area. And oh. then he's got a machinist that can duplicate the combustion chambers by using lasers. Wow. That's to scan the adjacent combustion chambers, feeds it into an NC machine, and grinds a new combustion chamber. Oh, I guess they didn't have that back in 1967. No, no they yeah. didn't have that. <laughs> well, that's, that's Thank God incredible. for modern technology. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, well, how like how different are the heads on like a 400 GT than they would be on like an Espada or... Same. Same? Identical. Oh, that's, well, at least there's that. At least it's the not Espada, trying to... The Espada, Islero, the Jarama, the 400 GT, mm-hmm. uh, the Countach, 
pretty much are all the same engines. Well, that's good. I mean, at least if, if you weren't able it to helps. fix the head, you could just, like, you know. Yeah, I use one in Eurospares for $15,000. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, mm. thank you. That's what I said. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, I'm used to, like, awful German car part prices. Like, I had BMWs for a long time, and I was like, this is the worst. Never again. And I, and I sold that, and I bought a Mercedes, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, this isn't so bad, but italian stuff i think yeah that's when you cross the threshold at that point point. and then you have to say italian stuff with a lamborghini italian stuff in front of it is when probably the price gets an extra zero yeah, yeah, maybe. it's like occasionally. taking a boat over the river sticks when you oh. jump into that one yeah but uh so jackie that's obviously some of the major work you've done but how often is it that you have to maybe pop the bonnet as i would say and get your a little bit dirty when you're working on it yourself not very often uh the carburetors are six side drive Webers in there. You know they're forty DCOEs, and they're really people look at them. They they oh it's my scared. god, it's terrified, scary. Sure. terrified. But you know what? They're not bad at all. Uh, oh. I have a this little gauge that you can plug them in, and rebuilding only takes about uh, thirty minutes per carburetor, and I could do it blindfolded after all these oh, years. Yeah. Well, and living in Southern California, you're not having to constantly go in and reset for no. different temperatures or nope. things like that. So that that helps pretty, too. I'd pretty imagine. stable, stable. You don't have to do that. So that's cool. Uh, what, what about other kind of consumables and stuff, brake pads, uh, belts, things like that? I mean, is that all fairly... Well, you don't have any belts other than the uh, alternator. Okay. And AC, if mine has an AC. Sure. And uh, as far as the drive and the overhead chain, uh, the cams, it's chains inside. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to deal with that. You have to tension the chains when they start loosening up. That's about it. Well, it's not bad at all. What about fluid changes and everything simple on that? 12 end? quarts of oil. Okay. Takes a full case to replace oil in that engine. It's a only, big, only 12? That's uh, 12 be, quarts. Be, yeah, the, well, well, it's got an oil cooler, remember, in the yeah. very front, so there's a few extra quarts. Well, the, the Porsche, air-cooled Porsche guys are looking at you like, oh, if only, if only 12. <laughs> <laughs> only 12, yeah. yeah. Well, awesome. that's how they get all their cooling. Well, sure. Oil, yeah. yeah. Well, that's actually, that's really interesting. Um, you know, like everybody would assume that, that these engines just be, by the, the, you know, virtue of the fact that it's Italian Definition, yeah. and there's 12 cylinders, that it's going to be this heinously complicated you know like yeah the new ones would scare me to death oh but yeah the old guys no they're straightforward that's cool that's very cool um what are i mean you mentioned uh your your uh drive up to billing your ill-fated drive up to billings um you mentioned your your event in san diego what are some of your other favorite lamborghini events to attend well, the big one every year is in monterey in august they have the car weekend you know mm-hmm. yes and it's car nirvana you are nirvana nirvana i'm sorry <laughs> you've probably been up there and you know what i'm talking oh, about yeah. you know they got the pebble beach they got the concourse italiano they got the races in Laguna Seca. Mm-hmm. They got the, uh, what is it, Le Mans, they call it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the quail. Concord, Concord, yep. Quail's going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's car heaven. I go up there every year. I've been up there 35 straight years. 35 wow. years in a row. Impressive. Yeah, I've driven that car up there 35 straight times. That's 1,000 miles per round trip. Oh, I know. That's, that's, I'm impressed. Yeah. that's. I mean, that's an exhausting week to do like one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 35, 35 years. Now, my wife says it's Groundhog Day. She quit going. <laughs> when did she quit? What? Um, how many did she pull She, she went through about uh, maybe 25 years worth. Before oh, she that's, hung that's out. still a good that's number, though. Yeah. yeah. That's not bad at all. Um, so there's uh, w- one of the things about Lamborghini, I think more than, than a lot of other car companies, is that there are a lot of visible faces to the company. I mean, of course, the big one being uh, Mr. Valentino Balboni. Um, you guys, uh, I have it on good authority that you guys are buds. Yeah, we have. We we're we go back a long time, uh, probably twenty five years or so. Yeah, and we keep in touch. Uh, whenever I've got, you don't have a, a forum on the internet. It's called the Vintage Lamborghini Garage, right? I did not know that. We were we, unaware. Wow, we have almost, we have almost twelve hundred members. 
That's amazing. And it's all uh, uh, sharing resources on how to find parts, yeah. how to repair things, uh, where's the bolt for this, what size wrench, et cetera. You know, sure. it's a big resource. We started out in 2002 with six people. Well, I'm glad it's grown. I mean, that's one of the things that's nice, too, now about owning a vintage car is that with the Internet, that makes it so much easier to make so people. many resources. Yeah, if, if something goes wrong, and there's, connect. there's almost a, certainly somebody that's had that same problem yep. before that, that's exactly. going to know. And then three people that haven't had that problem that will give you definitely a different ideas on how you yeah. should solve that problem. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, you got to watch that. <laughs> but it's good because it, that, that's, it makes it easier for, for younger people to get into the you know into that hobby. I mean... I think it's fair to say that that you're not the youngest guy in the world. Not anymore. No, unfortunately. But uh, like the, you have all this incredible knowledge that you've uh, you know acquired since you bought this car, and and I mean beyond you know literally writing books on how to uh, to, to maintain these things, rebuild the engine. Yeah, like that. It, it's cool that you're able to with this forum to to pass that on to assist. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's really that's really exciting. Um, what uh, what are some things that you got planned coming up uh, with the car uh, towards the end of this year? What do you, what do you got going on? Uh, there's not much happening between now and uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Offhand, I don't I don't know of any events that are coming up. Uh, there are a lot of individual uh, regional events that Lamborghini Club puts on. Mm-hmm. We have an Orange County group, we have a Los Angeles group, and we have a North uh, Northern California group, and they all have their individual events, sure. their regionals. Sure, sure. Uh, but as far as San Diego, uh, not right now. There's nothing happening between now and Christmas, as far as I know. Huh. So with you knowing uh, Mr. Balboni, does he ever invite you around there to Italy to pop over, just say hello? and? Well, uh, when he comes into town, we usually get together. Uh, okay. And when I go to Italy, we always spend time together. Uh, he always finds some place that I've never seen. He says, come on, Jack, i gotta got to show you this little place, you know, and <laughs> We went over to the um, Regini collection. Are you familiar with that? I'm not. No. Mario Regini, he's, he calls himself a junk man. <laughs> but he has the world's first Ferrari in his collection. Wow. Way back in the corner of this dungeon-like looking place he keeps him in. Oh, wow. But his collection, he's got like a dozen Bugattis. He's got uh, Mussolini's uh, convertible, the Alpha. Mm-hmm. He's got cars in there, the Criberi, uh, Chirabiri. I can't think of the name of it. It's an old uh, race car from the 1900s, mm-hmm. early 1900s. He's got a beautiful collection. I'm thinking, how do you find these things, man? Where does where does stuff come from? Well, I imagine if you're Valentino Balboni, that stuff you know finds it. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like well, yeah, at least those people find you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like you know, you're going to want to have if if you're having any kind of person over to look at your collection. If you can get Valentino, well, there's another story. That. You know, back in uh, about ten years ago, uh, I had a friend from Finland. Mm-hmm. Who used a Pirelli connection to get passes to the Villa d'Este Concours up oh, on nice. Lake Como? Okay, and you can't get in there without a pass. You know, it's yeah, very yes. exclusive. So I, for two years in a row, I went to that event, and uh, uh, the second year I got a pass for Valentino. He hadn't been there before. Oh wow, really? And he like I thought he his eyes were going to fall out of his head. <laughs> I mean, of course, everybody in the place he couldn't walk two feet without getting stopped. But uh, sure. he's been there every year since. Yeah. But to to finish the story, I ran out of connections. I couldn't get a pass anymore. My buddy in Finland, uh, it dried up. So I got hold of Valentino. I said, we have to do something, man. I don't have any more connections. He said, well, let's see what we can do. We'll try this, you know. So about a week went by, and he sent me an email. He says, are you ready to smile? (laughs) He said, "Uh, I talked to a guy that I know in BMW, which is the sponsor of that event. Yeah. And he said, uh, they put us on the VIP list for life. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so I will never stop going as long as I, I can. I think I, and, but I will ask, so does your wife go with you to that one? Yeah, she does. Oh, yeah, I, that's I, that I, one you'd want to skip. Yeah, like, how do you manage I, to twist her arm I, in I that one? Well, she missed a couple of years, and I got a buddy from Denmark to join me, but... Uh, yeah, she goes most of the time. That's a pretty spectacular event. Yeah, it's it's not a bad location in the world well, to mean, be to host an event. It's a, the whole place is a postcard. I mean, yeah. it's just oh, yeah. gorgeous. Um, so, what are some of your other? What are some of your favorite Lamborghinis that aren't the like the four hundred GT? What do you? What are? I had a uh, an Espada for just over a year. Oh yeah, and, just over uh, a year. Just, just over a year. Yeah, that seems to be a fairly common story with with Espada. Well, it's... no, it was a really good car, but uh, I had a friend of mine. He just wanted that car so bad, and he kept. Uh, up in the price that he offered me, and it, it got to a point where I, you know, I'd be stupid to say no, so yeah. I, I sold the car. But uh, he turned around and put a quattro valve engine in it. Oh wow! And it's now known as Mad Max. I mean, it's got a <laughs> the quattro valve. You see, it's got the you know the fuel injection sits up sure. there. Yeah. So you couldn't close it, the hood. I think I've seen that car. It's got a great big bulge on on the. Yeah, hood. that's yeah, that's yeah, Mad yeah. Max. That's my old Lamborghini. That's oh, my wow. Espada. That's so cool. Uh, yeah, I love Espadas. Are so polarizing. They're People great. either love them. Or they're like, what? No. Why would anybody? But I, I am, I'm obsessed. They're so neat looking. I think they're great. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty car. Sure. What about what about the new stuff? What are? Do you, I mean, I got to drive a Uticon. Oh yeah. And uh, I was impressed. That's a really nice machine. They, uh, the three mode button is kind of neat. You know, where you can set up for street driving. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you can set up for just kind of sporty driving, or if you want to go to a track, you know. Oh sure. Uh, I didn't go to track. I got as far as sport, and I hung it up. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> that like... kind of scared me. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting because uh, for a long time, I mean, you know, Lamborghinis, like the the Countach especially, that era, were, were kind of regarded as being real, like really brutal sort of machines. They were. Uh, and, and now, though, I mean, you look at something like the Aventador where, you know, they, they partnered with uh, uh, the University of Washington and designed the carbon tub in like their composites lab mm-hmm. up there in Seattle. Yeah, they have one and, of the business composite, biggest composites uh, facility anywhere in the world. Yeah, it's just incredible. So this is now like these cars are so like technologically advanced and and, and like a fighter jet for the road. Indeed, exact. Yeah. Well, yeah. The Did you ever see the Egoist like by any chance? Yeah. The one model they made it has mm-hmm. air intakes. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The one seater one. I yeah, love it. That's it. Nice. Cause you Sony need one for yourself. No one else. <laughs> that's exactly I don't right. think you can buy one. I think it's just that one. Right? I thought they sold it. Did, no, it, there's one in the factory. I mean, the museum there at the factory. So I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it technically was might have, but I could be wrong. The internet will probably speak and tell me otherwise. But I thought well, they actually. Uh, hit, the internet. You is might good be for right. I, I mean, I don't. No, I think someone. So. I think so, let's put it this way. I think someone might have offered them enough money that it might still be in the museum, but it might belong to someone else. Could be. It's like the museum maybe, is maybe actually taking. Fr- they're taking collections now from people to display. That's oh. something new. Interesting. Um, one thing is so uh, Lamborghini. Uh, a lot of the the uh, sort of more heritage based car brands, um, Ferrari, Lamborghini, Porsche, Mercedes, whatever. Are, they have their own sort of like classics. Uh, division, I guess. Um, Lamborghini yeah. opened theirs fairly recently. Yeah, you, Polo have... Storico. Yeah, that's the new one. I, I met the uh, the guys that are actually putting that together at Concorso. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah? His name is uh, Enrico Maffeo is in charge of that. And uh, they said that if you need a part, he says, you can try to get it from the dealer. He says, but we recognize the dealers can't possibly stock oh, all yeah. these pieces. Sure. So what you do is you send uh, the dealer your, your your requirement, info me directly. Oh wow! So you send a, and he says, "I'll find the part." And he says, "If we don't have something, I'll have it made." That's incredible. And didn't they start that off with the the green Lamborghini Miura as part of the project? Is that right? 
I think that was uh, one that they restored, yes. Yeah, it yeah. was a beautiful car that, 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 yeah, that, that they then brought up to Pebble Beach as well, I think. Yeah, it was there. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting, like, that that whole phenomenon of, of car companies doing that where it's it adds sort of a legitimacy to the stuff you're doing. You're not just, like, scrounging parts from wherever these are. We like, still do this? that. Well, sure, you gotta. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, saying, like, this is from Lamborghini or this Lam- th- this restoration was done by Lamborghini. Like, that, that's really Well, that gives you some credibility if you're, if you're a collector, that's for sure. I mean, you've got all the paperwork and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it gives you something to do back well, when you're back home on those late Sunday nights. There you go. Yeah. Well, my car's done well. I mean, I paid six thousand two hundred fifty dollars back in nineteen seventy-two. Sure. And I had a tough time bargaining that one because like he wanted seventy-five and I couldn't afford that. Yeah. So I had to sell my E-Type. I had to take a loan. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, it's worth at least twice that now, right? At least, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe three times. Uh, I don't know about three. Yeah, maybe I don't know about no, that. No. I was pushing it. I think that's real. I think you have to be someone <laughs> generous coming in at three times that price. Ah, uh, well, yeah. you've got to try. Exactly. Yeah. You gotta, you, hey, start it there, start it high. You never know where you'll go. <laughs> it's true. Well, it's an interesting thing, too, about the front engine cars is that for a long time, they were really kind of flying under the radar. Not a lot of people were necessarily aware of them, and their no. values kind of reflected that. Yep. And then in the last probably, what, four or five years, maybe even a little longer. A little longer than that, yeah. yeah I started they, to climb. They've really started to go up a mm-hmm. lot. I think I saw, um, I think when Adam Carolla was trying to sell his uh, 400 GT, uh, I think his was a 2 plus 2 as well. I think he wanted almost $800,000 for it. Yeah, but his car is a restoration, so why well, sure. not? Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, you try to I know a 350 that's 999,000, so what that's a million dollar car. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. They come from, you know, like they're, and they're so rare though, too, cuz they didn't make a ton of them. The 400 GT 2 plus 2s, they had 247 production. Wow. That was it. So many. It really isn't. And they did now, is your car, is it, is it a steel body or is it aluminum? It has uh, mostly steel, but the hood and the trunk lid are both aluminum. And the interior panels are all made out of fiberglass. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's really mm-hmm. interesting. So, what I mean, do you have any idea what the car weighs? It's about, I'm trying to remember, 3,400, something like that, 3,300, 3,400. That's not bad. I mean, that, that, it's, 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 it's going to get up and get out of its own way pretty good. It does move. Yeah, right on. And it's I mean it, and it's a 5-speed, correct? 5-speed, fully synchronized and an even reverse of synchronized. Oh, wow. Oh, that's nice. Weird. That's I a, got to meet the guy that designed and built that transmission. That's inter- when, you know who that is, you, right? that, when did that happen? Sanzani. Okay. Uh no, I I go to Italy. I've been going to Italy for 15 straight years every May. Oh, wow. Uh so I've had the luck of, I got set up with uh, I think it was Valentino introduced me to him. Oh, jeez. Italy every May, got VIP lifetime passes to You know Lake what it Como. is. It's, I, not, it, it's not bad to be Jack Riddell. I've got a son who works at Delta Airlines. Oh, there you oh, go. <laughs> there the you big go. off. You got it all set up now. <laughs> so now you got to get us in the buddy list. It took me a long time to get in that job, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> He's beating their Push door it. down for Push a while. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you could really work for an airline. That would be really good. Yeah, that's, airline. That's, that's nice work if you can get it. And someone else gets it. As long as they're your friend, you're okay. <laughs> yeah. That's it's funny. It's... Uh, yeah, the, the the cars are just yeah. Seeing your car drive in and hearing it kind of rev up a little Dakota, bit in the parking lot, yeah. it's what a beautiful sound. It's just a really elegant shape. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to to bring it all the way up here. I mean, that's that's quite a haul from San Diego. <laughs> Hopefully, it's well, not quite four hours on the way back. It's not that uh, bad a haul. It's just that the traffic was brutal. Yeah, you yeah. can't get around it. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and uh, yeah, you, you you've got some some stuff going on in town the next couple of days. You know to, that Correct. coincides with the auto show. Obviously, they're super secret invite only events. But can you tell us anything about? Them well, I know that uh, this evening there's an event uh, sponsored by Lamborghini. That's uh, they're going to introduce a, a new model. Mm. Ooh. And I plan to be up there with my Canon 7D Mark II and there take as go. many photos as I can shoot. Sure. Sounds like a great idea. And then I'll publish it on my Vintage Lamborghini Garage website. So there you there go. go. That's, I'm going to have to go there tomorrow. Yeah, because you're not going to be able to see it tonight because you haven't got an invitation. No, well, I have a personal website also. It's called Lambojack.com and Lambojack.net, and I post all my car photos on it. Well, yeah, I'm going to have to go there too. Thank you. Well, now, now, now my bookmarks folder is filling up. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jack. Uh <laughs> But yeah, no, that's that's awesome. That'll be really exciting. I wonder wonder what it's going to be. If it's just going to be like another, uh, if it's going to be the SUV, I or... don't have a clue. I really don't. Because uh, they, they have are... kept it secret, so I really don't know what it's going to be. It's so hard to do anymore. Every, usually, something everything something leaks. will leak out at some stage. Yeah. What do you think, James? What, what do you think it's going to be? Well, I just hope they're serving Should we Itali- take bets? I think they might be serving Italian wine. That's the only bet I'm willing to take. Well, I'd go for that. Maybe some Lamborghini wine. Yeah, there, there you go. go. See? I didn't know they made Lamborghini That's another wine. place I go over here. It's a Lamborghini winery. I didn't know they had that. Yeah, down uh, by Lake uh, Trasimeno in Umbria. Okay. That's a very nice winery, and the wines they put out are top-notch. Interesting. Well, there we go. You're just learning stuff every day. That's why I do the podcast. Is yeah. because You can learn. I love- yeah, that's right. It's cheaper than cheaper than going to school. As it turns out, yeah, it is <laughs> slightly, but uh, uh, awesome. Well, I'm I'm really excited to see uh, uh, what they unveil tonight. That'll be really great. Well, I also have another thing going on uh, Thursday and Friday. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Matthias von Mueller from Germany mm-hmm. is putting together a 1500 page Lambo wiki. Wow. Oh, okay. And he's pretty well along on this thing. And uh, part of the introduction, the promotion is uh, some videos. And I'm gonna he's gonna videotape my car, and we got the Acelero coming down from the Bay Area for that. Oh, yeah, and you guys are doing that at Jay Leno's garage, right? Uh, no, that's, that's just a visit. We're okay. going to do that down at Laguna uh, Laguna Beach. Okay. Dana Point. Cool. That'd, That'd be a cool. very nice place to go. Speaking of Lamborghini Lamborghini guys, Jay's got some great stuff. He, I, We were there a couple of weeks ago um, as part of like a, a, a Peterson thing. Five Lamborghinis, I think? Something like that. He just picked up, a, a relatively recently picked up another Espada. The blue one? Yeah. I know that. I know the previous owner really well. Yeah, it's such, I, I didn't even know that he'd had it, so I walked in there and I was like, what, two? Two Espadas, really? That's uh, Kyle was jealous, super jealous. Well, just, he also has two Muras. If you want to get well, jealous, yeah, uh, I'm, it's, I don't know what it is. I'm not a Mira guy. Like I like them. I think that's, they're really that's uh, the most favored Lamborghini everybody, ever everybody built. Everybody loves you know? them. My father won't be able to talk to you now, Kyle. That's it. He's done. Well, God, I've just been banned from Perth. That's it. Not no, I like Muras. If you ever drive one, though, you don't want to go for a very long distance. That's for no, sure. No, no. Why well, is it a little bit? They're interesting cars. They're painful. They're, they're beautiful, but right here is an engine. You know, oh, like yeah. that it gets a little hot. A little it gets hot. Noisy. And it gets noisy. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're beautiful cars, of course. I mean, you can't argue that. And they're they're interesting too. I just for some reason, like I don't know what it is that just the, specifically the uh, the Espada. That's like that's my favorite Lamborghini. Always has been. It's just a weird shape, and it's it's so so impossibly wide compared to how tall it is. Mm-hmm. It's just, I love it. Whereas I just want to listen to Matt Munro and drive through the hills in my Lamborghini Mura, <laughs> and just hopefully no one's waiting for me with a tractor at the other end of that tunnel. Well, there you go. There you go. Well, thank you again, Jack, for taking the time to come all the way up from San Diego to speak to us. It's, we appreciate it. It's a real pleasure, and we You're really, welcome. really do appreciate you coming for the drive there and bringing the car up. Yeah, no, it's 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 a it's a real privilege to be able to see that that, that car. I've never seen it in person, and I've always wanted to. So, thank you again. You're welcome. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in for yet another Car Stories podcast. We uh, are 
really pleased that you guys keep tuning in every week for more uh, automotive interviews. Mm -hmm. We're going to keep doing it uh, as long as you guys keep listening and probably for a little while after. But uh, We'll keep doing it. Yeah. Keep on going. There you keep go. on giving. Hammer down. That's right. Never lift, according exactly. to uh, our friend Bruce. Yeah. But uh, uh, if you want to find us on social media, it's really easy. You just go to uh, peterson.org. This is the Peterson's website. You can also check us out on Facebook, which is uh, facebook.com slash Peterson Museum. It's Peterson with two E's, of course, in case you didn't know already. Which, if you didn't know already, you should be ashamed. It's the Danish Peterson. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, Instagram is is uh, also Peterson Museum. And then Twitter, just to confuse you, is Peterson underscore museum. That's a tricky one. That's right. There, there is a test. We'll, we'll be checking for new followers. Thank that's you. right. That's right. Uh, and uh, tune in next week again when we'll have a completely different person who I, you know, I don't know who's going to be. It could be anybody. Anybody. They keep in suspense right to the last moment. That's right. <laughs> they, they, just, they just send us in to say, there's somebody in there. Go. Go, go, uh, go, 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 and shut the door behind us, then turn the lights on. It's a surprise. That's right. That's right. Anyway, thank you guys again, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll be, you'll be hearing from us soon. <laughs>